This is an RNZ podcast. Last Wednesday, the host of the AM show on three, Ryan Bridge, put a pretty pointless question to the Director General of Health, Dr Ashley Bloomfield, near the end of a live interview just after seven in the morning. Um, What's the wackiest theory you've had from the Prime Minister? Oh, look, um, uh, they're usually just uh, good ideas and some of them align with the sort of things that uh, I and I know probably others are lying at wait thinking about just what, you know, what do we need to do to find out how this happened and also to get around it. So Now, prior to that, opposition parties and some broadcasters had been complaining that he and others in charge of our COVID response hadn't been subjected to enough scrutiny. But even they probably didn't mind that Dr Bloomfield didn't stick around to answer this final question. Dr Bloomfield, if you can hear us, are you going to get takeaways today? He's gone. He's 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 already gone. He's there. He's uh, he's gone. All right, he's got things to do. Oh, no, he's... No, he's gone. Well, as this was the first day with most of the country down to alert level three, our media were obsessed with takeaways on Wednesday. At the same time, over on TVNZ's breakfast show, host John Campbell was triggered by a colleague on camera with a cup of coffee in hand. Jess Roden, who's our wonderful reporter there, to get a uh, yeah, they, oh, don't, oh, put that coffee down. <laughs> Jess Roden. Boo! Hi. Boo! 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 <laughs> How dare you? John, Come on, Italians! Obviously, John Campbell wasn't really bagging reporter Jess Roden there, but earlier on the same show, National Party leader Judith Collins was genuinely biting back via Zoom at John Campbell's co-host Indira Stewart after she asked precisely why her party had forced the issue of resuming Parliament in person. We're an essential uh, business in Parliament. You'll notice the Prime Minister has been uh, coming into Parliament every day. She's been doing press conferences with the media here. This is simply a political attack that's going on against us because we want to actually be able to ask questions and to scrutinise the government. Now that scratchy set two gave political reporters another story about the National Party leader under pressure, but they weren't happy to hear Judith Collins say this about them. We've seen the sort of level of some of the questions that are being used in the in the press conferences, things like, and how are you feeling today? Well, how about asking about the vaccinations? When you're going to have these sorts of things, Parliament is not a nice to have. It is absolutely essential for a democracy. That is why it's acknowledged in the health order. That's why uh, MPs are able to travel for Parliament. It's because it's not just a nice to have. Just like the media, not just a nice to have. It's why you're in the studio this morning. It's because it is actually important. Affronted reporters then took to social media to contradict Judith Collins' claim that they'd failed to ask about vaccine rollout hitches at those daily briefings, or that they were in the habit of asking the Prime Minister greasy questions about her welfare. And that was also the reason that News Hub political editor Tova O'Brien pointedly asked Judith Collins this at her next press conference, and then put it in the 6pm news that night. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great, thank you, Tova. Well, few in the media would argue with the importance of scrutinising the government in an emergency situation, but there was no common ground in that cranky encounter on TVNZ's breakfast show. Don't attack me for asking the questions that you and the rest of the media should be asking the Prime Minister. I and think I'll there are fair questions, questions to ask of you, to. given the decision well, that you I'm, made. On the matter of Parliament in person, Judith Collins went on to say that the House should be open if the parliamentary crashes. And that sounded reasonable, though no one was flying out of Level 4 in Auckland to attend the parliamentary crash, as Judith Collins did to attend Parliament itself.
And RNZ's political editor Jane Patterson wasn't the only commentator agreeing with Judith Collins' point that the Prime Minister happily fronts media conferences in person in Parliament most days of the week. And of course, the media are happy to turn up to those. But having forced the issue, most political pundits reckon that little happened on the first day of the slimmed-down, socially distanced session in the House that actually justified all the bother. However, it did give Judith Collins the chance to put to the Prime Minister several questions from a safe distance, including this one. Did the government ask Pfizer to slow down delivery of vaccine, so as her health minister told News Talk ZB in June, sorry, her COVID response minister told News Talk ZB in June, quote, we don't end up with a whole lot sitting in the freezer, end quote, and is her government now asking them to speed it up again, as her associate health minister told media yesterday. The member is sharing factually and misleading information. Now, what the Prime Minister dismissed as misleading there was something Judith Collins had heard on the News Talk ZB Drive show earlier this week. The country is running out of vaccines in September and it is not due to bad negotiating skills or Pfizer not shipping them on time. It turns out the government actually asked for those vaccine shipments to be delayed. And that big claim from host Heather Duplessis Allen was based on something Chris Hipkins had told her on the show back in May. Pfizer have absolutely confirmed our order, which is that we will get our 8 million doses in the third quarter. It's a question of uh, exactly the timing of those. So um, they will give us that we will get them all by the end of September. Now at that time, the health minister told RNZ the same thing, though, as we now know, it'll be October before the next big dose of vaccine does arrive. And that prompted the ZB host to pluck another of her interviews with Chris Hipkins out of the archives, one from June, in which Heather Duplessis-Allen asked if September was still the ETA for the next big vaccine dose delivery. Yes, they've indicated for us that they will continue to, to meet that delivery. We're talking to them about whether some of that should be in October, November, to make sure that we're smoothing the deliveries so that we don't end up with a whole lot sitting in the freezer. Uh, but, we're, but yes, they are absolutely committed um, to delivering us the, the doses that we have ordered. And according to the ZB host, that meant this. The reason we are now only getting our big shipment in October and running out in September is because Chris Hipkins asked Pfizer to delay their September shipment to October. And then Heather Duplessis-Allen called the Auckland University Emeritus Professor of Medicine, Des Gorman, for his reaction. Oh, I'm gobsmacked, Heather. Uh, I find it just hard to believe. Professor Gorman went on to point out that Pfizer jabs had a pretty long shelf life anyway, so there was really no reason to ask the makers to delay the delivery. But when Deputy Prime Minister Grant Robertson appeared on Heather Duplessis-Allen's show a little later... He was adamant that the government didn't actually do that, and News Talk ZB had misinterpreted something Chris Hipkins had merely misspoken back in June. Two different things are actually being discussed here. This was at an early point in June, and it was about what would happen to um, the, the doses that would come in October, not doses that would come in September. He had told us only days before we would get all of our doses by the end of September. So either you've As I got. Said, I've just explained to you why. I understand that, that he has said he got the wrong. He, he misunderstood that, and he should have said October there. And your article that I'm looking at from the 8th of June actually implies that itself as well. Minister, so in I that very it's... minister, in that very question, I ask him, "Are we getting all of our doses by September?" He says, "Yes." 
but I'm that's going to get them delayed. So using, that's because he's using the understanding, which he corrected today, that actually Pfizer's position was this the This is end a of shambles. Do you accept that this looks terrible to the public? It is not a shambles, Heather. But ZB's Heather Duplessy Allen was adamant the government was responsible for delays in vaccine delivery that could cause an imminent shortage. And she also went on to accuse Grant Robertson of slowing the rollout so surpluses would languish in storage. So once again, you'd rather have jabs sitting in the vaccine freezers than in people's arms? No. Thanks very much, Minister. And her listeners who'd heard the Prime Minister earlier in the day refer to 800,000 vaccine doses on hand were quick to let Heather Duplessy-Allen know about another apparent inconsistency from Grant Robertson, which Heather Duplessy-Allen also seized upon. And then the Grant Robertson said when he was on with you they only had 690,000. I'm very confused. Yeah, do you know what that is? I suspect that's a case of makey-uppies. If you just pluck some numbers out, people won't check, and then, whoopsie, some people are listening. Now, for one who condemned the government for talking to her listeners like children, you'd think that whoopsie and makey-uppies would grate a little with them. But while Heather Duplessy-Allen didn't hesitate to accuse the Deputy Prime Minister of making up numbers there, anyone can check the vaccines in stock from week to week. The Health Ministry website has a handy chart entitled Vaccines Available for Distribution. This shows the doses held at central warehouses but doesn't include stock in transit or at DHB sites around the country. And that's the main reason that different officials sometimes refer to different numbers for what's available at any given time. Indeed, the next day, political reporter Michael Nielsen at ZB's own sister paper, The Herald, said there were 800,000 doses in stock, but he added that the number changes every few days with new deliveries, which are averaging about 300,000 a week these days. And after Judith Collins repeated in Parliament News Talk ZB's claim that the health minister had instructed Pfizer to delay the delivery of vaccines, Chris Hipkins appeared on Heather Duplessy-Allen's drive show again on Wednesday to tell her this. We have not delayed any deliveries. We've not entered into any agreement with Pfizer to delay any deliveries at this point. But when we get to the point where everybody has been vaccinated, then potentially we would look to delay deliveries if we weren't going to need them, either for population eligibility... And you are having those conversations already? Yes, but we haven't agreed anything. So to say that we've delayed deliveries is just wrong. Now this time, Heather Duplessy-Allen appeared to accept that what she had insisted was true the previous day wasn't actually the case after all. Interestingly, though, the National Party leader, Judith Collins, didn't mention it when she fronted the media the next day, but she did face curly questions like NewsHub asking if she would cancel Christmas for a fresh COVID case if she was Prime Minister. In some cases, to cancel a, um, a well-loved event, um, public um, demonstrations of it as such, rather than to have people in lockdown for months as... Uh, as could happen. So I think it all depend on the circumstances and what the advice was. And for the record, no reporter asked her, how are you today, or where she gets her takeaways. Now mistakes are made sometimes in the official COVID figures, and some of the media are pretty good at picking them up. And on Thursday, stuff senior political reporter Henry Cook spotted an anomaly in the latest vaccine data spreadsheet from the Ministry of Health, which suggested that New Zealand is receiving another 1 million doses this week. He contacted the health minister's office, which confirmed it was an error and corrected it the same day, leaving everyone better informed and not unnecessarily worried about looming shortages. The day before that, Henry Cook and Stuff Data journalist Kate Newton produced an easy-to-read summary of the vaccine rollout in 11 charts. This showed how daily doses have ramped up in recent weeks, 
the good news, and also how this must slow down if more vaccine sources aren't found soon. And it also showed big disparities across regions and across groups, including vulnerable people. So some good news and some bad news, but all of it based on frequently updated data and not on amplified interpretations of what ministers might have said or meant in interviews months apart.